Belle Gunness was a lady fair in Indiana State. She weighed about 300 pounds, and that is quite some weight. That she was stronger than a man her neighbours all did own. She butchered hogs right easily, and did it all alone. But hogs were just a sideline. She indulged in now and then. Her favourite occupation was a butchering of men. Harold Schrechter. This was Belle Gunness, and this is the good, the bad, and the pure evil. So Belle Gunness was born with the name Reinhild Paul Statter Sosset in Norway in November 1859. At the age of 14, she worked for a local farm, milking and herding cattle to get money to travel to New York. In 1881, at the age of 20-21, she moved to the US. When she was processed at immigration in Castle Garden, she changed her name to Belle, and then she went to Chicago to stay with her sister Nellie, who had immigrated years before. In Chicago, Belle worked as a domestic servant, and then in a butcher's cutting up animal bodies. Describing her isn't the most flattering. She was said to be heavy set, physically strong, and manly in appearance. Three years later, 1884, Belle married Mads Sorison. The pair had a candy store, which one day burned to the ground. And maybe, just by coincidence, the couple's home also burned at a different stage. Both cases had the couple receive insurance payments. Now, two babies in their home died from inflammation of the intestines, which can be from poisoning. Belle had insurance on both children, and after each death, she collected a large sum of insurance. What was even more odd, neighbours gossiped how the babies came out of nowhere as Belle was never seen to be pregnant. So now it's just Belle and Sorison again. He had two life policies on himself. Unusual, but I'll explain. July 30, 1900. A life policy of Sorison was going to expire by day's end. To not tempt fate or have confusion, if it did, Sorison began a new one that day to be covered. Mad Saracen died of a cerebral hemorrhage that very day. Goodness's story was the tender, caring, loving wife. Her husband had come home complaining of a headache. She cared for him, given him quinine, a powder pain reliever, and sent him to bed to rest. Later, when she went to check on him, Saracen was stone cold dead. Gunness collected both insurances, and with the money, Belle moved to La Porto in Indiana and bought a pig farm. It was here Belle met and married Peter Gunness, April 1st, 1902. The week after the happy day, tragedy struck. While Peter was out of the house, his daughter died suddenly from an unknown cause under Belle's care. Then, just eight months later, Peter died from a skull injury. Belle's story this time was Peter was trying to get something from a top shelf, 
and as he reached, pulls and pushed items, a heavy meat grinder fell on him, smashing his skull. At the coroner's jury, the idea of murder was spoken about, but it never went further than talk. From Peter's death, Bell got $3,000 insurance payout. So Belle Gunis is now without a lover. To find a new partner, she placed a marriage ad in Chicago newspapers in 1905. Henry Gerholt, a Wisconsin farmhand, answered the ad. He traveled to La Porta and wrote to his family back in Wisconsin, saying he liked the farm and was in good health and wanted them to send on potato seeds for him to plant. That was the only contact Henry made to his family. So growing concerned, the family reached out to Gunas. She said Henry went off with horse traders to Chicago. Belle would keep Henry's trunk and fur coat as keepsakes. Joe Moe was from Minnesota and he was the next to answer Gunas' ad in 1906. They wrote back and forth for months. Moe travelled to La Porta with a large sum of money. No one ever physically saw Moe, but a carpenter doing work for Gunis did see Moe's trunk along with a dozen others. April 1908, Belle Gunis' crimes came to light. The Gunis farmhouse in La Porta went up in flames. In the smouldering ruins, authorities found bodies of a headless woman who they thought to be Belle, along with three children. More investigations would find partial remains of 11 people on the property. When word got out about the fire, the Laporta police were contacted by Ashley Helgeline, who found letters between his brother and Belle. The letters spoke about his brother moving to Laporta to bring money and to keep it all a secret. Ashley visited the Gunas farm with a former hired help. They found soft depressions in a pig pen. When they dug up the area, they found a gunny sack. Inside this was two hands, two feet, and the head of Andrew Helligillen, Ashley's brother. Dozens of these depressions were found in the Gunas yard more digs and investigations found multiple burlap sacks with torsos, hands, arms shackled from the shoulder down and human bones with flesh loosely wrapping it. The butchery on, on all were the same, decapitated, arms removed at the so shoulder and legs severed at the knees. The skulls that were found showed blunt trauma and gashes. The first day found five bodies. The second day found six bodies. And after that, the police stopped counting. Most of the remains couldn't be identified. So Ray Lamphere was Belle Gunas' hired help. He was also her on and off lover. November 1908, he was convicted of arson connected to the Gunas farmhouse fire. Ray would later confess Belle's ads looking for marriage was actually looking for men with money. And once they arrived and she got what she was after, she murdered them. 
Ray said Belle asked him to burn the farm with her children inside. He also said the decapitated torso, thought to be Gunas, wasn't her. The body was a murder victim planted to mislead police. The fire plan came about when a brother of a missing victim contacted Belle, warning of an investigation. This, according to Ray, had Belle plan a fire to fake her death and flee. When Ray was arrested, he was wearing a coat of Joe Moe and the watch of Henry Gurhat. Belle Gunnis was certified dead, but the doctor who did the post-mortem said the headless woman's body was five inches smaller than Belle and 50 pounds lighter. Whether Belle died in the fire or escaped is still unknown. 2008 DNA tests were done on the headless corpse to a letter of Belle's, but due to age of the sample, it couldn't be properly tested. After her crimes came out, the farm became a tourist attraction. The crime is also acknowledged in the La Porta County Historical Society Museum with a permanent Belle Gunis exhibition. And that is the story of Belle Gunis. Like and subscribe to my YouTube or check out my podcast and join me next time for the story of Wolfgang Mozart, a prolific and influential composer of the classic period. Despite his short life, his rapid pace of composition resulted in 800 works. Mozart is widely regarded as one of the greatest composers in history of Western music. Until then, this was the good, the bad and the pure evil. <laughs>